you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Backroom Movie News. I'm going to close out the Alien Legacy series with a brief overview and my thoughts on the Alien books that are considered canon, to my knowledge. I'm talking straight novels, no comics or anything. Okay, a few comics. And it's right here on Back Row Movie News. Welcome to the best seat in the house, everybody. I'm Chase Kupo. Uh, go ahead and give this video a like and share. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Uh, rate us on Facebook and or iTunes if you can. Thank you for anything you do, even just clicking on this video. Anything you do helps us. Thank you, guys. And also, thank you for tuning in to this episode that's audio only. It isn't always great to go to the studio for one episode, especially when I do a solo episode, that is. So I may experiment with more audio only episodes. Let me know in the comments here on backermoonnews.com or on social media how you feel about that. Uh, this is on YouTube, of course, if you're listening and you really, really want to see some sort of image with it. There's no video. It's just a sick thumbnail, if I don't say so myself. Now, let's start this off with a quick list of what I consider canon in the franchise. Something as subjective as canon is... Uh, it's a tough thing to deal with. So yeah, I'll try to go in timeline order, and I will probably forget a few things, like a little comic line or something. So it's not perfect, but here we go. Prometheus, Alien Covenant Origins, Alien Covenant, Alien, Alien Isolation, Aliens Defiance, Aliens Resistance, Alien Out of the Shadows, Aliens River of Pain, Aliens, Alien the Cold Forge, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, and Alien Sea of Sorrows. All of these titles are books. Five of the titles, maybe obviously, are novelizations of a movie. I always found it mightily disappointing and odd that the Prometheus novelization was not released in America. In fact, I think only either China or Japan actually got it, officially at least. Still, plenty of reading material, and everything else on the list is an original story set in the universe. With novelizations, I have only read Alien and Alien Covenant. Both are high-quality books, I'd say. They add to the story and are almost as entertaining and engulfing as the movies themselves. The tricky thing with novelizations is that authors get creative freedom to add some deleted scenes and concepts and put their spin on the material, for better or for worse. Maybe my favorite of the novels is Out of the Shadows. It takes place in 2159, a solid 35 years after Ripley initially blew up the Nostromo. Aliens takes place 56 years after Alien, for reference. The DSMO Marion. DSMO Marion is home to the crew and numerous miners as they travel periodically down to the planet it orbits to mine Trimonite. I forget exactly what Trimonite is, but it's basically something pretty rare and rather valuable. It is also dangerous to retrieve, and the planet it's on is not super forgiving. Out of the blue, on a normal day for them, the ships come blasting back to the planet's surface. Comms are all messed up, and they're hearing cries of pain and fear and cries for help. 
They get access to cameras for a bit and see xenomorphs, although they don't know what they are yet, on the rampage. One ship crashes and ruins some things, the other ship manages to dock, but the pilot is killed as it does. <laughs> so fuck. So a group of xenomorphs are sealed on the other side, just waiting to escape. Ripley's lifeboat is floating through space, and unbeknownst to her, Ash downloaded himself into the computer and has purposely kept her from being rescued. He wants to use her to fulfill his mission and his obsession, obtaining a xenomorph specimen. This leads him to drift towards the Marion. She gets on board, wakes up, fights a couple of xenomorphs with the crew. Most of them die. She almost falls in love with Hoop, who is the captain of the ship. Hoop. Hoop. <laughs> kind of loses its, uh, its, uh, its meaning after a while. Uh, his last act is to send Ripley off towards civilization after he exercises Ash from the system. But before he's forced to take... Oh, wait, he does that before he's forced to take refuge on a short-range shuttle, leaving him in basically the same situation that Ripley was after Alien. It's a good novel, Brant. Great author, Tim Levin, and good style. There's a lot of genuine tension that makes for some scary, cool, and entertaining moments. Ripley is true to herself, and the new crew is certainly not lacking. Eleven uses Ripley's daughter, Amanda, a character introduced by a reference in Aliens and the main character in the video game Alien Isolation. Got an episode up about that. It's, uh, it's on the channel. It's right there. You can't miss it. A lot in these violent and sad dreams that Ripley has throughout the story. It unfortunately feels like Fox ordered him to connect it to multiple stories and make isolation feel more canonical, canonical, but I still love it because those are some of the scarier moments in the book and I do love Alien Isolation and Amanda Ripley. So it's nice to have her be part of the story in a way, a new way. I found the sequence down on the planet in the mines to be unique to the franchise and actually very well done. He creates some really strong imagery with his words, and he really makes that organic ship and the creatures that grew it sound epic. The, the glass-like variation of Xenomorphs, they also sound pretty horrifying and unique, and their deaths were something really wild to read. Basically, it's just all around really good, and it comes across as a great alien movie. Now, there are a few major problems, the most egregious of them being the fact that Ripley was involved at all. Levin does great things with her, but to justify her waking up and facing the xenomorphs again and all that, he has to use, or he chooses to use, I don't know how it went down, one of my least favorite tropes. It was all a dream. As the novel comes to a close, Ripley is mortally wounded, Hoop gets her to a med, a med pod that is advanced enough to save her, and makes it seem as if nothing really happened in a very short amount of time, like injury and scar-wise, like it all went away. She previously told him about her nightmares and visions of Amanda and the pain that it was causing. I think she was nearing some sort of mental break. So he decided to use the MedPod's function that can reconstruct the brain in some ways to erase those memories. Well, he erased everything that happened on the Marion. It just... That kind of ending completely undermines the story in this case, at least for me. So fucking what that she almost died, again, in one of the more entertaining stories set in the Alien universe. She'll never know about it. The other being that Ash downloading himself and being a maniacal AI in the cloud, as they say, was cool, but ultimately not super in line with Alien. It was a different take on Ash, one that was very reminiscent of HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And that isn't a bad character and story to draw from, of course, but I didn't love it being Ash Ripley. I would like to live in a world where that novel did not feature Ripley and Ash. Still a great read. <laughs> One title I can breeze through is Sea of Sorrows. It's not amazing. 
I mean, it makes some interesting points, and generally, it is generally entertaining, no doubt. It just, it doesn't feel as it is of any consequence. It is a sequel to Out of the Shadows. It takes place hundreds of years after that story. There are no real carryovers in terms of characters, technically, but it does take place on the same planet, LV-178. Uh, the same, oh yeah, yeah, you got it. Still, at this point in the timeline though, the mines have been lost and forgotten due to some of the, of the damage that the initial survivors of the DSM O'Marion caused, and due to Wayland yutani covering it up, so, well, the, the future employees and executives didn't know about it. There is a colony on the planet now. They have built several large cities uh, far apart so far. Uh, they plan on connecting them and having other cities. Uh, they're working on creating a transit system between those cities, and they have to try and do some work in what they call the Sea of Sorrows. It is a huge patch of land that's covered with this sort of viscous sand-like layer over the ground. It's tough to do anything on anyway, but there are also mysterious black tubes sticking from the ground. There's an accident while working on the surface that gets Alan Decker, one of the guys in charge there, and our main character injured and on the verge of being fired. Also, he's a psychic. Not hardcore, but he can sense emotions really well and before they come to light in a situation. He writes a very real and honest report about what was going down with the building of the cities, with the workers, with the company, and more. So he gets everybody angry at him. His right-hand man and pretty good friends sells him out for more money and stays on the job. Decker goes back to Earth, is sad about not seeing his kids of his ex-wife, then he gets sent back to LV-178, LV-178, under duress by Wailing Yutani, who want him to go use his psychicness. Uh, the Xenomorphs hibernating under that motherfucking sea of sorrows can feel Decker, not because he's a psychic, I think, but because they can sense that he is a descendant of, wait for it, Ellen Ripley, last survivor of the USS Nostromo. So they're pissed off, like pissed off. Once Wei Yu checked out Decker's reports, they reopened the mines to get the Trimonite and the Xenomorphs. Things get out of hand after scientists discover the ancient city that was built by the giant aliens that grew the ship under the planet city and the Xenomorphs wake up. Decker is forced to go there to get samples, being escorted by mercenaries, almost all of them former marines. They're a bunch of assholes and Decker's a bit of a bitch. Uh, the woman that works for Wei Yu that is pulling the strings here is a hard ass. There's a few other cliche characters at work on the planet's surface. Uh, the plot is basic, but good enough. Entertaining story, but it doesn't really do much for me, you know? I'm gonna put my angry cap on now. Fuck Alien Covenant Origins. Origins. <laughs> Alien Covenant Oranges. Fucking too acidic. Fuck it, man. Another book that I want to touch on is The River of Pain. Another book I'd like to actually touch on is The River of Pain. It's actually pretty great, man. Pretty great. It takes place shortly before Aliens. It details the team of Marines, staff, and Newt's family, Newt the little kid that screams through the entirety of Aliens, as Xenomorphs take over the colony, paving way for Ripley and crew to come, uh, die, mostly. Uh, Captain Brackett is the new guy on LV-426. He, he reconnects, excuse me, with his long-lost love, Anne Jordan. Anne is happily married to Russ, and they have one kid with the first newborn of the colony on the way. They must navigate the treacherous landscape of the planet as they try to stabilize terraforming equipment and eventually have to fight to survive the xenomorph infestation. Most fail and die. We do spend time with Ripley and author... We do spend time with Ripley, and author Christopher Golden gets to write his own interpretation of Ripley's thoughts and attitude in some of the better scenes in the first two movies in the franchise. Honestly, it's, it's, it is very well done. The surviving marines manage to escape the planet, and then they vow to hunt down all known operations involving the xenomorphs and end that shit. 
As I said, it's a pretty great novel. I think this is one of the better possible outcomes of someone writing the story of Hadley's Hope before it's overtaken by the Xenomorphs. Newt is fun, and Golden chose a great dynamic for her family. She relies on her brother for friendship and support, as their parents' relationship shows uh, signs of heavy, heavy strain. Although they are very much in love, but they've been together for a long time and through a hell of a lot. I imagine Captain Brackett as a better version of what Winters from Colonial Marines could have been. Different rank and situation, but still, the scientists were an interesting crew. Although they were never number one or two, priority when digesting the story, at least for me. I think Simpson was done justice. He had a real brief role in the beginning of Aliens and was a much more important and fleshed out character in this novel. Just a, a really good, really solid job of working in that world that Jimmy Cameron created and extended and, and making it his own. Now the last book and last topic of my Alien Legacy series that I want to touch on is The Cold Forge. It's honestly a really spooky experience. The world that author Alex White created in the Alien universe is really unique and outstanding. I mean, it, like the other books, was tasked with referencing other movies and books and connecting the canon. It did a great job, though. Having seasons still struggling to catch up to Wei Yu was cool. And now we know that they are officially in on the race to harness the xenomorph and related things. I thought the characters and the dynamics of them was very, very fresh. It was emotional and scary. And scary. Dorian is one sick fuck for just for example. He's a high-end Wei Yu executive who's known for his savage slashing of budgets, jobs, etc., to get projects back on track. But he's also a goddamn psychopath. Uh, the main woman is an interesting character. It's weird how she's presented. It's almost as if we should feel like she's a bad person. Uh, it's. It's, she's leaking company info and stuff, and she does some real shady stuff against the other members of the crew. But it's against one of the most fuck-faced corporations in movie and book history, and Dorian is the bad guy. <coughs> Interesting writing because every character, I think, is presented as flawed, and they're punished for it. Not sadistically, but it's still really interesting. It isn't about heroes facing a dire situation. It's about a bunch of liars, cheaters, and people who just made mistakes facing up to those decisions so far. It's pretty wild. Dorian turns into an absolute animal, like biting people's faces off and hunting them down. We get new xenomorphs, which were bred from monkeys. We get a good use of power loader. We get a woman living through an android and the android's quote-unquote feelings, and much more. The station itself, the Cold Forge, seems really cool, and I think it's brought to life well in White's writing. This, honestly, this is an example of how you do an alien spinoff. The last bit here is the novel I'm most look for looking forward to. On Alien Day 2019, there was an announcement that three new books set within the franchise will be released, released this year. The only one I honestly really want to mention is this novelization of Alien Isolation. I cannot wait for that shit. I think the release is late in the year, so I will wait, but it's going to be outstanding. Can't wait. Well, that about wraps it up for today, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate everyone watching and listening to this and any of the Alien Legacy episodes. I just I appreciate whether you clicked on it for a second, you watch the whole thing, you watch one, you watch none, no matter what. This is the end of the series for now. Uh, the Alien Legacy has been real fun for me. It's been a blast writing and recording these. You can hear, watch, or listen to every episode so far. It can be found on YouTube or and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. 
I actually have a playlist of it on YouTube, so you can it's it's right there for you. You don't have to try too hard to find them all through the past videos. But uh, anyways, also oh, you can check out uh, Case in the Night. We have a regular episode out that's coming up real soon. Check that out on the channel. You can't miss it. But uh, until next time, why don't you go ahead and drop a comment on this video uh, or on backroommovienews.com. Uh, go ahead and like and share the video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, drop a comment below. you got to tell me if my episodes have improved throughout the series and what the Alien franchise might mean to you. And I'll take more suggestions on future Legacy series. I have a couple I'm trying to work on right now. Or anything you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Backroom Movie News for updates on upcoming videos coming to you guys. Thank you again so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time right here on Backroom Movie News.